You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and we're talking about Disney Plus Presents Star Wars Visions Season 2, nine episodes from your favorite studios around the world. With me to talk about these nine episodes, which we will be discussing briefly and separately, with love and maybe some shade on some of them. Someone who can turn any kind of Jedi robe into Jedi swagger. Tessa is with us. Ahoy, ahoy. And someone who could see a Sith go on an orphan creating spree, but say, hey, maybe we should hear their side of the story. <laughs> Doggett is with us. Vision Quest Doggett. And someone who, if you have a Jedi temple you need designed, but aren't sure how nice you want it to look or how it should look according to the environment, the artist Melina is with us. I've got nothing. I hate (laughs) self-promotion. Star Wars Visions 2. Season 1, I thought, had an incredible episode and then eight other ones that were also there. How did I feel about Season 2, though? We're going to start with Elgiri Studios, who is famous for working on Pixar films such as WALL-E and Ratatouille. Episode 1, Sith. How did y'all feel about this Sith apprentice living in isolation with an adorable droid who loves to paint? I, yes, agreed. I can see the Wally Pixar, like, kind of um, comparison, but the tiny little robot also reminded me of the little crab robots from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, very good comparison. Doggett, I believe this one was your favorite. How did you feel about it? I just thought the fucking art was beautiful. It was probably one of the best looking ones. Like they all look great, but like this is like this was different. It was it 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 captured something different that I also was it was that zero gravity paint or something? It was hard to tell. Um, I mean, for me, it's almost impossible to say what my favorite episode of this was, at least so far, because it's all still very fresh in my mind. Um, but this one, I've got to say, in terms of animation, probably was my favorite to look at. It did have that feeling of, it was like a mixture of CGI, rotoscope, and like gouache paint. Like, all converged into one. Yeah, and I just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I absolutely loved the way that it looked. It reminded me also of a video game called, like, Unfinished Swan. And that's a game where you're throwing around, like, paint. But it's, like, all black paint. And it 
and then the world around you is completely stark white and as you throw the paint it starts to show shapes and like stairs and like furniture and various aspects of the environment highly recommend unfinished swan really cool like game well you know as the character uh, is an artist they have an expression of themselves which is what she's really searching for through her art she discovers that she's who she chooses to be yeah i was very moved by this first one then we get on to screechers reach by cartoon saloon cartoon saloon famous for a secret of kells uh, the breadwinner song of the sea wolf and walkers. wolf walkers which should be on apple plus i believe How'd y'all feel about Screechers Reach? I saw the Secret of Kells in theaters here in Austin when it came out. It's very highly stylized. It looks different from any other sort of like animated film I've ever really seen. They use some interesting techniques and the style is very flat. The characters are very boxy and, and highly stylized. Like some of them kind of remind me of Samurai Jack and a bit of Gendy Tartofsky's sort of vibe. Yeah, kind of like the way the primal artwork turned out, uh, which that studio is a part of this list later on. I actually loved this one. Uh, Not my favorite, but I adore the type of uh, story that almost makes you see uh, the Sith in a sympathetic light. The story of this little child wanting a better life for herself and maybe for others down the road because they deserve a better life, too might be seduced by power and that is so compelling and amazing and can we continue this story please yeah star wars i would love to see this continue you used to wander around caves when you were younger and just like climb trees and shit angelica (laughs) houston voices a character at the end of this short as well so they they got some decent voice acting some of these i did not know that was her Mm -hmm. oh my god that's fantastic yeah, no, the witch I, was something scary. Yeah, no, I mean the animation on that was glorious, especially when it turns dark towards the end. Yeah, this was one where I'm like, God, I would watch, I would watch an entire series if this were the pilot episode featuring this character. This is such, this is like an amazing beginning to such a great journey. And yeah, one that I was just kind of like, oh my God, I can't wait to see. Oh, that's right. No, this is a one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold out hope. Next, we have In the Stars from Punk Robot Studios. I couldn't find a thing about them online, believe it or not. But this is almost like a stop-motion clay animation story between siblings whose mother lives in the stars. And you think, oh, no, that means she passed away. That's good exposition for us to know that she passed away by them saying that. And then Punk Robot Studio goes further and says, oh, no, we'll show you. We'll show you why they think that. (laughs) She got vaporized. Yeah. She's in the stars because she's dust now. Which is how stars work, believe it or not. What did y'all think of this one? It's fucking adorable. Yeah. This, along with a couple of the other episodes, it kind of brought something to my attention, which is something that we don't see a lot in Star Wars, which is a lot of um, like female-to-female stories. Like, you've got a, a sister and sister relationship, a mother and a daughter. And yeah, in this case, yeah, it's a big sister and a little sister who are trying to just exist in this world. And the elder sister is trying to hold, is trying to hold it together, being much wiser about this universe than, her, than the little one who's just 
still more optimistic and kind of oblivious to how bad things are. And yeah, watching the two of them go through this together, I was just like, wow, this is gorgeous. And I, yeah, the animation style, I, this was the one where I was like, is this Aardman? And it took me like a couple of minutes to identify like, no, nah, I don't think this is them. But you know, the stop motion animation on this one is so unique to itself. It's not something that it, it doesn't strike you as Aardman once you really identify it. And I was, yeah, just kind of starstruck by it. Is it actually stop animation or is it digital to look like stop animation? Because I couldn't quite pin it down. I know at least the lighting and the shadow appeared to be digital. When things get wet and the water comes crashing in, it's hard to tell whether or not, as you pointed out, Tessa, maybe it's just a design to No, look they just like had this. the water on strings. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like the older sisters, like character design like their horns and their makeup and the outfits and their weapons like yeah that, that's uh tachina was the younger sister and coton is the older sister but yeah they were the older sister's design was really dope i liked it was anybody thinking like oh the mom's in the stars because she died is like or she just abandoned you oh no <laughs> she's still like, that ad out came out i was like oh this action's too hot If a Jedi showed up in this one in typical Star Wars stories fashion, they would be saying, where is your parent? And the two sisters would be like, we don't have one. And the Jedi would say, oh, this will be easy then. <laughs> the next episode, I Am Your Mother by Ardman Studios from Wallace and Gromit fame. And of course, you can tell from the teeth. The designs in this one were my favorite about it, and I thought most of the jokes landed very well. To actually see that bras exist in Star Wars outside of Princess Leia no! in that one movie. George Lucas says they don't exist. Because <laughs> you get I choked, like you get strangled to death in zero gravity by your own bra. Sorry, George, <laughs> but the only bra I've ever seen in Star Wars was in your movie, the one where you mm -hmm. had the biggest hand. So, sorry. <laughs> We have opinions. Mom was thick in this movie, in this in this short. Yeah. Yeah, Twi'lek, mother and daughter. I believe that's how that's pronounced. Twi'lek? Twi'lek, Twi'lek, yeah. I've Twi heard both ways. Mm -hmm. And a family space race. And uh, the little girl feels too embarrassed coming home from the academy to associate with her mom anymore, which is something that, as a parent, I can say that I've dealt with in terms of my children being embarrassed of me. And, and you know, I, I'm cool with it. But how'd you all like this episode? Definitely the most lighthearted of the bunch. And definitely the most British. Yeah. Both of which I liked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for once the main characters were British. Which is a Star Wars callback of everyone being British. Yeah. The the daughter being embarrassed, I think it really had to do with like she was going to flight school. And basically, the ship they had to put in the race was actually their home as well, I think. Wasn't that right? So they basically li lived in, like, a trailer. A jalopy. Effect effectively, <laughs> they, they lived in a, in a trailer. And that was what they were going to use for the race. So she was too embarrassed for people to see, one, her home, two, her goofy mom, you know, and three, their ship that they have is kind of a big boxy square. And you don't want to bet the whole house on, like, a fun run. <laughs> yeah function over fashion i think that was the the moral of this one but did this take place on tatooine it seemed like it did um i can't recall if that was established but yeah it looked like tatooine 
Yeah, just because it, it called back the pod races, and we definitely get some some Jawa cameos. Uh, but Houdini. They yeah, they do the classic Houdini sound effect, which was great. I, I, I don't know. Ardman's just good at sight gags. Like when that little Death Star little mini laser comes out, like that's fucking adorable. And I want ten right. of them. <laughs> so next we're going to Journey to Darkhead from Studio Mir. Uh, Studio Mir's been doing haha trick to you. This isn't an anime. Uh, type of animations for years. Their biggest and most important, in my opinion, would be Legend of Korra, followed by the Voltron cartoon. All animes, Brad. All animes. Eh. So here we have, you know, kind of a classic Star Wars story. Teenage Padawans like, what is my place? And why am I angry all the time? Meets up with someone who actually has to live in the real world. No offense, Jedi. So you, you have the kid, the Padawan kid, kind of start a duel with the sith in this one and the sith is all like ha 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 i know your destiny i'm also quite handsome look at my hair flowing as i oh and he you. burns his lip it was like the weirdest yeah. villain flex he burns your but usually they'll burn your shoulder or like your sides like nah i'm gonna fuck up your face a little bit <laughs> not a lot to make to ruin it but enough to bother you sith exactly. jedi fight club it was it was cool seeing a Korean animation. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it, it's a very self contained episode. It is another one of those where I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see a whole series with this being its pilot. But I think this one definitely uh, it it has that classic Star Wars structure to it, which is you know the Jedi, the light, and the dark. Right. But I do I like the spin that they took on it. And I, yeah, it's, again, I'm like, just every single one of these episodes, I'm like, I love how unique the animation is to it. And this one, I'm like, God, just the, the scenery of it is so unbelievably gorgeous. I just, yeah. Well, we're going to leave that one behind then, just like the studios did. <laughs> and go on to The Spy Dancer from Studio La Cachette. The Spy Dancer is my favorite one. I liked it a lot, too. And this is about a dancer for Imperial soldiers or for whoever shows up, really. You know, she's just got a job to do. Uh, who has a traumatic past and an event where the Empire, you could say, in a lack of words, destroyed her life. And her being the head dancer, we'll say, with her other dancers, when they see the opportunity arise, will kill Imperial officers. One dance, she decides, oh, I can't kill this Imperial officer. And why is one of the most heartbreaking yet hopeful and beautiful stories I've seen in Star Wars in a long time. Yeah. The animation was also very beautiful in this. So I loved it. Yeah. I remember uh, writing in the chat me and Bradley are in. I, I, I messaged the chat. Oh, God, guys, this is a French studio. All these stormtroopers are fucked. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> it's like, oh man, they don't take kind to, to British rule, guys. You, they're <laughs> <laughs> nice. gonna shove a pike through you. Oh man! How did y'all feel about this one? Uh, Fucking Tessa. beautiful. Uh I love the aerial silks aspects of their performance and dance. I've done, I've taken some aerials classes, so I thought that was really cool to see that in this world um and like her dress kind of swirling around she kind of glides 
and sort of like almost looks like an orchid. There's a lot of orchid imagery. The, the Sith spaceship in the Screechers Reach also kind of looked like a flower or an orchid. Anyways. Yeah. Melina, any thoughts on this one? Oh, I love this one. Um, yeah, I thought the animation was beautiful. Love the relationship between the mother and the daughter and the, the twist that they set up. I actually didn't see it coming. And yeah, the reveal was yeah heartbreaking. Another one of those where I'm like, I really want to see this one keep going because it feels mm-hmm. like you could yeah, do yeah, so yeah, much same. with this. No, self-contained story. <laughs> nope, that's all you get. Well, next up we have The Bandits of Golak from 88 Pictures. I believe they're famous for a lot of Netflix series as well. A troll hunter comes to mind. <sighs> Bandits of Golak, a brother and a little sister who is Force-sensitive. And then shit goes down. How did y'all feel about this one? Yeah, this story's fucked up. If there's one where I <laughs> yeah. admired the story but was not crazy about the animation, it was this one. It was a little I janky. I don't know what it was about the animation. I really couldn't put my finger on what it was I didn't quite like about it. There were points where I'm, I thought it has a little bit of that Robert Zemeckis mocap dead eye syndrome going on. Yeah. And then there were points yeah. where I thought, this kind of looks like a cutscene that you'd see in a really crappy video game from the early 2000s. I don't know what, it's like, yeah, it was kind of distracting. And I, I did have to really struggle past that to pay attention to the story. But I did like the story. I didn't like the story that much, actually. Oh. Uh, even, even by the end, it's like, well, this is just showing me why the Jedi are so fucked up. That's also why I didn't really care for it. It reinforced all my, uh, some would say, rude and mean biases towards the Jedi. You know, we just saw an episode earlier where a Sith was like, make your choice. And then we see a Jedi in a similar situation going, no, this is your destiny. Come with me. Mm-hmm. And that that's terrible. I don't know if that was a coincidence or. Oh, I don't think so. All right, Jedi, you're not my supervisor. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I think I think for me the issues were I don't know maybe lip syncing was taking me out of it. Mm. Like the movements were just kind of jittery. It it feels like it needed one or two more ven- renders for me. I did I did like the battle that does occur between two people. The overall chaos going on did look uh, very strange and maybe out of place. Even that running joke where that guy keeps hitting that other guy. Like, usually I love childish shit like that. It was like, come on, guys, there's a time and place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the wides of the one fight I thought looked really good. But whenever they would do it close up on their face, I was like, ooh, okay, no, please. Dark side messed up both your faces. <laughs> Next episode's called The Pit by Lucasfilm LTD and Art Stagio. This one is terrible in the sense that it is so sad, but only a hope or a spark, if you will, that could ignite rebellion across the entire universe uh, can be created from such a tragic thing. And that's my view on this one. Uh, How did you all like this? They tossed that guy like his name was Jazz. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
jazz from Fresh Prince. You know, Uncle Phil just throws you across the... Th- oh, God. <laughs> um, this is the one that kind of got me a little bit emotional, a little misty-eyed. The other ones didn't yeah. do that so much, but this one did. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's depressing, but hopeful, and also kind of has some parallels to things going on in society. You could draw some parallels there to real life, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that this one, this is the one that kind of did ring the truest to me in terms of it having something to say. Uh, and, yeah, man, it, it kind of felt like the stakes in this one felt the highest of any of them. Where I'm like, no, this actually is, a, this is a very brutal reality that people are living in. People are being exploited by the system that they're in. And in everyday life, outside of being a Jedi or a Sith, sucks in the world of Star Wars. Like, absolutely sucks. This episode takes you through an emotion... This episode took me took me through an emotional roller coaster. Like, first it's like, oh man, they're making you dig your own graves. It's like, oh no, no, they're just making you dig. It's like, oh god, they're gonna make you dig your own graves. Oh no, 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 they're just looking for something. And then by the end of it, it's like, huh, I think they're making you dig your own graves, guys. And then you have that horrible caged in cornered scenario where, you know, people my age would be like, well, let's just do what they say and they'll leave. But then people who are older would be like, we'll do what they say and then they'll leave over our dead bodies. And then you have other people, you know, looking at the little ones being like, calm down and just do what they say. Nothing's wrong, sweetie. Everything's going to be all right. And just the community being so real to so many memoirs I've read about this kind of uh, for lack of a better term, colonization of areas. Whew, this, uh, I'd like to see a continuation of this one as well, or at least the character, at least the little sister. Put her in a movie, please. I need to know that she grows up to be a hero. This episode, along with Andor, just made me realize I love it when people chant in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, I haven't finished that. You saying that right now makes me want to finish Andor. That's oh, go, crazy. Go Jesus on. Christ, Gradley. Put, put this on pause and go do that right now. Hell no, we won't go because we're stuck down here. It's that thing Bradley has. Bradley watches like the the incredible speeches in Andor and just like, this fucking shameless cash grab. <laughs> Next up, O's Song by Triggerfish. That is an animation studio based in Cape Town, South Africa. This is the story about kyber crystals. Kyber crystals that are red are mean, but kyber crystals that are blue are in harmony. I don't know much about kyber kyber crystal lore, but I really loved how adorable this animation was. And I felt that this cute little character was in danger through most of it. So I enjoyed this one as well. How'd y'all feel about that? It's fucking adorable. Yeah, this animation style I love, like the texture it made. Like I, it's a very good blending of two different animation styles, and the character just looks so cute and fuzzy, and I just want to pet them. Yeah, you you know it's good when Bradley's like, I want the toy. I was telling Brad off mic that the character so reminded me when I first saw her of Lilo's toy from Lilo and Stitch, her little doll. I was like, like, oh my god, this is so cute. I love that she finally joined the Star Wars lore. (laughs) I look forward to her plushie. It is a cute plushie. It's like, uh, remember that, you remember that Rick and Morty episode where, like, they had to turn the Muppets to hide from their their other, 
machine clones. That's yes. uh, it's like, oh, uh, I just want these toys. Right. <laughs> I want the daughter, I want the papa, I want the Jedi uh, the stuffed Jedi master. However, the Jedi at the end of this special who does the terrible child napping thing. The way she does it is kind of beautiful. She's like, there are things that are bigger than all of us, but make your decision. And I just think that's so much better than let's leave this shithole. Screw your brother. Come with me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> will my brother be okay? No, he's going to starve to death. Come on, let's go. He's wanted. He, he stole some candy on a train. So we're going to go into our final thoughts. Uh, Melina, as one of the biggest Star Wars fans I've ever met, uh, please lead us in this. Um, well, I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars for me. It's probably my favorite universe. It's my favorite franchise. And I look forward to everything that they do. And, you know, between The Mandalorian and the best episodes of, Bo- of Boba Fett and the tiniest good moment that Obi-Wan Kenobi had and everything in between and the just immense brilliance that is Andor, I'm always looking to see what they're going to do next. And with Star Wars Visions, I think this is one of those where, yeah, if you are sick and tired of the, if the Skywalker's lore, if the sequel trilogy burned you and you felt let down and felt that it didn't feel inspired anymore, then I really beg you to watch something like this. You know, not only is it just amazing to see these studios come in, create these stories with their really wonderfully realized animation styles these stories are creative and they are they do they do a lot to expand this universe and it does leave you feeling like yes when it comes to star wars people do have some they do have great stories to tell still um yeah please please watch this and please give the first season if you haven't seen it a chance i want to see more of this because it keeps stuff like Rise of Skywalker from happening again. So <laughs> I give this I give this a very solid uh eight and a half out of ten adorable little plushies that someone please make. Because <laughs> my pet my pet Grogu, he needs a friend. Aw. That's lovely. Dog it. I fucking love this show so much. I love these shows they've been making where like, hey, you know that world that you love? How about we just tell these random stories in that world? Like from Diabolical to like the first the first season of this show. It's just, I love these kind of, I love this shit. Mainly because I love seeing what different animation studios would do with this. And even if it's only for like 15 minutes, I like seeing what somebody will do when they just give it a shot. And... I was already saying it early before. I I had my problems with the first season. I thought there was there was a there was way more weaker ones than there were good ones. Like there was like two great ones in that season, and I could point them out and I can say what the weaker one, weak, absolutely weakest one was that I don't even feel like it's worth watching. This season, there's like I'm gonna say six great ones almost, like. And, and like two really good ones and one I don't particularly care about but I didn't hate it I wasn't angry after I watched it it was just you know it, it wasn't to my sensibilities 
but the, the, everything else, mm-hmm. like great animation, great art styles. It was like it was like the first episode from the first season, but done ten, uh, nine different times. I think just the angle of just doing different countries that was just so great. I was I was a little disappointed that it wasn't all gonna be anime anime studios, but not, but then I I thought further about it and. I think that was the problem with last season, was it was just showing the nine different versions of anime, and I've seen all nine different versions of anime. I don't particularly like most of them, in general, but seeing one one animation company from every country getting their shot, I think it's pretty fucking awesome, and one of the few positive things that comes from Disney owning Star Wars... So I'm going to give this like 9 out of 10 times. You just got to hold a red lightsaber. <laughs> Ominous. Atessa, your final thoughts, please. Yeah, um, I think I was also on the review for Volume 1. And I'm trying to remember back to like which ones we were like, yes, this is the best one versus the rest. But my mind is not a steel trap anymore. Um, it's rusty, if you will. But with these, they're all distinct, different styles. However, there were some like overarching themes or like kind of like tropes throughout. Like, um, we have like the older um, female character with the younger female character wanting to help, you know, fight the empire. So you have in the stars and spy dancer both have that element to it. Um, and then you know, there's. Uh, characters realizing that they can go on and be uh, a Sith or a Jedi, you know, a young kid, you know, having to choose or not in certain situations, not getting to choose. Um, So I really enjoyed all these. I do wish that they would kind of do some stories that weren't about Force-sensitive characters because there's so many other different, like, alien species and stories to tell. And I think that was something we mentioned about Volume 1 as well. Um, I think the one that got closest to that was I Am Your Mother, which was like the Walsh and Gromit studio. That one, I think, was the most distinct looking and had like the most like sort of like different story from the rest of them that kind of set it apart. So I think that one, I Am Your Mother is probably one of my favorite ones, um, along with the Sith one with the artist. Those are probably my top two favorites. I mean, they're all really amazing, and and as we said, we've been gushing how gorgeous they are. Um, I hope they do a volume three, and I hope they include some other countries that haven't been represented yet for their you know specific animation styles, because all over the world you'll see animations that you're just like, oh wow, this is really different from what I'm used to in American or Japanese anime. And so I guess I'll give this nine out of ten times... You go into a cave and you just decide to murder an old lady hermit. This is no cave. Oh, poor poor old lady hermit. <laughs> so for me, you know, The Force Awakens came out. I'm like, oh yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I was a kid once. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, you did. Pretty good summation <laughs> old, about The Force Awakens, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually like The Force Awakens a lot. I do, too. It's just, you know, it's it's a new hope repackaged. But better. So then The Last Jedi came out. And then about an hour in, I was like, oh, my gosh. 
Star Wars can be about things more than <laughs> that's amazing. I love this. I wrote an email to David Chen about how much I loved the the Ray Cave scene. And he actually shared it with Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson got back to me and said, cool email. What? And that was it. But I gush about it constantly. Like, I guess that kind of makes me a published author, right? I'll say to my siblings who are writers. And they're like, it doesn't. It doesn't. But more people have read my tweet, though, right? (laughs) So these nine episodes, just like with The Last Jedi, which I loved. They're about things. Remember when like hope was a was was a theme in Star Wars way back in what the seventies? Hope is a huge theme here. For a long time in my twenties, and uh, I just thought, oh, Jedi good, Sith bad, yawn. And these nine episodes were like, no, force sensitive people are individuals who make good or bad choices based on their core values and uh, certain different scenarios. I'm like, wow, that that's incredible. I love that. And then while I was watching the ghost of Nate was all like, Hey, Tony Gilroy wrote uh, and, are you going to jump on that? I'm like, Tony Gilroy. What? See See what you're missing. I loved this season. Uh, I loved it so much. I might go back and even watch that trigger episode. uh, Dog it by trigger studios that I hated so much from season (laughs) one. Because this is beautiful. Again, Spy Dancers was my favorite. Made me cry and hug my kids like, I love you guys so much. No matter where you go in your lives, I love you. And um, so, yes, I'm going to stop ranting and give this four blue lightsabers, four red lightsabers coming together to make eight lightsabers of purple rain. Sweet. (laughs) I feel like like the older star wars films it's like kindergarten cop where all you care about is who is your father and what does he do (laughs) (laughs) 